0: Abundance. We all want more of it. Health, relationships, career, prosperity. To be human is to strive for more. There's ample advice on how to create abundance. We need to have positive thoughts and believe in ourselves. But what happens if positive thinking doesn't come naturally? Are we doomed? I'm Jill McCabe, author, entrepreneur, negative thinker turned optimist and your host on the Thinking Vitamins podcast. For years, I struggled to believe in myself, and for years, I fell short of my goals and aspirations until I learned a nifty bit of neuroscience that taught me how we can all rewire our brains to have more positive thoughts, self-belief, and abundance. That's what I created Thinking Vitamins for, Thinking vitamins are sticky ideas, mantras, and perspective shifts that retrain your brain to expect good things to happen to you. So I ask you, are you ready to boost your abundance? Let's dive in. Question. Have you been thinking that you need to give more, but you just don't know how, when, where, why, or maybe are even questioning if? It's time for you to give if you're ready to give. Today's episode is all about how you can give more and in so doing, live more and have way more abundance. And I'm pretty excited to share this incredible approach to uplifting your life and the life of people around you. Welcome to the Thinking Vitamins podcast, the podcast to boost your abundance. I am your host, Jill McCabe. And if you are new to listening to the podcast, or maybe you have been here a few times, please make sure to go ahead and subscribe to the show and or rate the show on whatever platform you are listening on to help us get the word out about our new podcast, which is all about helping you and everyone you love. And let's face it, all of humanity boost their abundance. Today, I'm really excited about our topic. Our guest today is David Hancock, a best selling author and the founder of Morgan James Publishing, the publisher of my book, It's Go Time. And we're going to be talking about his book or one of his books performance given performance driven giving and i wanted to cover this topic because in my work i help entrepreneurs new entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs changing lanes changing their businesses and in the beginning there is often a struggle between figuring out how to make more time for yourself and how to honor yourself more and and make room for yourself in your life and commit to your 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 passion business or commit to a life that really feels good to you on all levels and and i've seen that sometimes entrepreneurs in this state can can stop or pause or forget that giving is a big part of growing. And sometimes when our lives are not where we want them, we have given a lot. We've given so much and we feel like we haven't necessarily gotten back what we thought we would from all that giving, the giving of our time, the putting other people before our our other people's needs before our own. And I've seen it happen with so many people in their forties and fifties when they come work, for me, they have put themselves on the sidelines as they have put other people's first. And they, and you maybe are feeling this too, where you might feel like I got a little lost along the way. I lost myself along the way. I lost my center along the way. I lost my core along the way. And but I do also believe in giving and when is the right time to give and what's the right time to give. And I have gone through that myself. I talk about it during this episode and I've seen many of my clients go through that, like people who've given all their lives and sort of just feel drained instead of uplifted. So when David wrote a blog, because I'm, I published my book with Morgan James, David has a blog they put out every week. And it's one of the few blogs I read every single week. I'm super committed to it because it's just, it's well done and well written and it's all sorts of ideas about how to grow my book business from my heart, from my heart center. I really like how they talk about things so high integrity. And when he put out, um, one email one week and it was talking all about giving, I knew I had to have him on the thinking vitamins podcast and share these ideas with listeners because you may be in a spot of, in your life where you're able to give more, and you may be in a spot of your life where you're like, I've given so much, I feel like I have nothing left. And either way, giving is a really important part. You will absolutely rapidly, I, I've seen it with so many of our mastermind clients at Boom You uh, and my personal clients that work with me personally. When the more we give, the more we get, but we need to know how to give. We need to know what to give. We need to know when to give so that our cup and life is. Filling up as we are filling up others and not at the expense of us. So, that is very much from an entrepreneurial perspective, this episode. So, let me go ahead and introduce my guest and then we will get him on the show. So, David Hancock is a Wall Street Journal, USA Today bestselling author and the founder of Morgan James Publishing. NASDAQ cites David as one of the world's most prestigious business leaders and is reported to be the future of publishing. As a founder of Morgan James Publishing, he was selected for Fast Company Magazine's Fast 50 for his leadership, creative thinking, significant accomplishments, and significant impact of the industry over the last 20 years. David has authored many books, including Performance-Driven Thinking, The Best of Guerrilla Marketing, and Performance-Driven Giving. Let's go ahead and welcome David to the show. David, thank you so much for joining me on the Thinking Vitamins podcast.
1: I love that welcome. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Well, Jill, what a privilege it is to be here today. I love talking, I love talking, but I love talking about performance-driven giving as well.
0: One of the things, I'm going to just dive right in. One of the things that, you know, really caught my attention with that email that you sent and, and really touching into giving was that in my experience, you know, my my business is helping people start new businesses when they when they don't know sort of where to begin. And... I really noticed with new entrepreneurs, I've really noticed at that point, you're you're in a bit of a, a lot of people are in a bit of a me state, right? Because their life isn't where they want it and they don't know really what is ahead of them. They know they're not happy with what was happening before with their business and they know they're not happy with their, with their work maybe and they're leaving corporate for the first time or they've been artists and they haven't figured out how to make money doing that. I work with professionals and artists and And I find for a lot of them at the beginning, it's very much, they have a really hard time getting into that giving space. They're really in that, like, I need to figure things out for me space. I have been giving my whole life. I have been putting my needs second. I need to put my needs first. Uh And it makes sense. And they do on one dimension and on the other dimension, it's as soon as they figure out how to really give, that's when they figure out how to really get. So your email Really hit me, so that's where I want to dive in. How, what you know, what do you have to say to that lesson, or how did you come to this beautiful thing about giving?
1: It's been a, a journey my whole life. Uh, certainly started in the early days about the, the biblical lesson of giving. Of course, you know God asked us to tithe, uh, you know, a portion of our of our earnings back to the church. So. I've always been a, a fan of that, been taught that my whole life and even been tested, you know, in the early days of my early marriage uh, about giving. And, and when, you know, we were just struggling to, to make ends meet, you know, married at 20 and 21, still young and uh, struggling. And uh, and we realized that, you know, giving was a part of our overcoming some of those challenges. So when we started, um, you know, Morgan James as a business, I realized this is kind of a little simplified, but I can go deeper later, but uh, realize that there is a, a giving aspect that could be bring a lot of blessings. And in my training as an entrepreneur, I studied under Zig Ziglar and Tom Hopkins and Jay Levinson, the gorilla marketing guy over the years. And all of them had aspects of giving by no coincidence, of course, you know, one of one of. Um, uh, got the guy's name already. One of uh, Zig Ziglar's, you know, best, you know, best known phrases was the more that you give or the more you help others receive what they want to need, the more that you'll receive. And I saw that as just like, you know, my rock, you know, from a business perspective, if I could help others succeed, then my success will come together and just kind of slowly brought those, those ideas to, to, to the forward or to the front. And then even when uh, we picked our own giving partner at the publishing house, you know, Habitat for Humanity, I realized that there was an aspect of uh, benefiting them, but also benefiting us because there's a guerrilla marketing, you know, weapon called giving, and it's all about um, the, the unconscious mind of the consumers. So balancing all those things together and being asked strategically one day at a conference about why we give the way we give I just came up with this outline for this book and just went crazy. And that, that may not have been the answer you're looking for, but I sure enjoyed saying it. I love
0: it. it. <laughs> so I, I, I feel that I'm ever looking for an answer. Uh, I Well, I'm looking for an answer. I would love it if you speak after I speak. Yeah, that part's good. But uh, <laughs> anything specific, not so much. Okay, so so many, even just in that short thing, so learning to give more so you can live more. Is that um, is that, that story or is there another sort of... Where was this living more part of it
1: uh you know it really it's it's a combination of those stories so I think um I'll start with like the the business entrepreneurial side sure. um so uh, from a um from a business perspective I'll give my 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 side of the story so when we chose habitat for humanity to be our our building partner um you know I wanted to give back I felt like a I felt like a, a corporate responsibility to tithe also from a business perspective. And I've always been a fan of homeownership. So I chose Habitat for Humanity. I mean, heck, my, my bride and I bought our first house when we were 20. Um, and you know I've always been a fan of community and homeownership and, and what that can bring to, to families and couples. So I chose Habitat and I was a builder before I became a banker, before I became a publisher. So it kind of made sense to me. And I guess that's all that really matters is that it made sense to me <laughs> initially, But um, I wanted to give back to them, but I didn't necessarily have a lot of money to give them. So I reached out to Habitat and said, hey, I have a really good idea, but I don't have a whole lot of money. I saw on your website that you were looking for funds, of course, um, also awareness and volunteers. I'm like, well, I have an idea for funds, but I don't have any yet. But right now I could certainly raise awareness for you guys. And I certainly could raise some volunteers for you guys. So we started to volunteer. We started to put the the Morgan James logo on the, on the back of the books that we published. We started to let people know that we were Habitat for Humanity sponsors. And then the money came. But here's how it came very unexpectedly. Um, the guerrilla marketing principle, as I kind of alluded to a minute ago, was that um, if you have two identical, let's say, widgets, same reputation, same brand awareness, same quality, everything is identical. If one company has a, a, at least a humble public giving aspect of what they do with their funds and one does not, the unconscious mind will 90% of the time prefer to do business with the company that gives back. Unconsciously, they'll g- gravitate to that company. So we started to see some increased uh, awareness of Morgan James because people saw us giving back. The unexpected things were in our early days, nobody really knew who Morgan James was yet. Though we had some famous authors, it was, it was still an uphill battle to get people to know who we are as a publisher, including the bookstores that we're trying to sell to. Now, it was an uphill battle. I don't know if you realize it or not, but uh, physical bookstore distribution is a challenge more now today than ever. For example, HarperCollins, who owns Thomas Nelson, Zondervan, and other brands, you know, they publish 17,000 books a year. There's not a bookstore on a planet that could put just Harper's new books on the shelves, much less all the other good books from everybody else and all those other old books that we all love. So for us to try to you know enter the space with very little brand recognition, only a handful of you know well-known authors, it was an uphill journey. So we had to stand out. So we learned independent bookstores were giving our authors a chance because they saw us building houses down the street from their bookstores. Now we really weren't building houses down the street, but the Habitat affiliates were, but they made that connection and realized, hey, we're supporting their communities in some aspects. So we wanna support that publisher and that author. And it grew from there. So our, our initial distribution did well, which was ended up being still today, a big part of our sales are the brick and mortar stores. And they love that Habitat connection, that community connection with their their own communities that they're in. But an unexpected, another unexpected one is by 2008, we get a call from NASDAQ. NASDAQ calls me up on the phone and said, hey, can you come ring the opening bell on Friday? I'm like, Fred, are you teasing me now? <laughs> I am not sure, hand the
0: camera, yeah. <laughs>
1: No, they, they heard that we were giving back and they saw all the things that we were doing and they wanted to recognize this for us giving back, which certainly helped us go to a huge level in the publishing world. When everybody thought we were going public, when Morgan James <laughs> rang the opening bell for NASDAQ, we had lots of fun with it. But it just com- completed more of that awareness for us, often the power of just giving back a little bit. Now, we certainly give money now. In fact, our staff... Pre-COVID, we, get, we look forward to doing it again next year, but pre-COVID, we were building one house a year with our staff, actually swinging hammers and whatnot. It was so much fun. But all that awareness on the books, the funds that we are able to um, uh, put, you know, to donate, as well as trying to motivate the masses and to volunteer. And when we do our own volunteer you know, campaigns, it's just been a huge for our growth and our perception of us in the marketplace. So that's kind of the...
0: And what mm-hmm. I love, and I think on, on. that it's so important because you touched on motivations for giving and you touched on, you know, we know Robert Ciudini's work and the, you know, the laws of reciprocity. But I think that what I like a lot about your story, and I want to highlight, because I think it's important, is your motivation was to give because you believe in donating, right. and because you believe in giving. And you were like, I need to figure out how to give, even though I don't have the funds right now. And then later, you know, you, so you're able to promote and now your team is able to build houses because I I do think that giving with expectation doesn't work, you know? And so can we talk, because when you hear the title of your book, have we shown your book yet? Your book? I know that where this is like a audio, you know, but we also are on YouTube. So performance driven, giving, uh, driven, giving, we'll, we'll, we'll share some information about that later, but thanks for sharing. Yeah. That can sound like, Ooh, my reason for giving is because I want stuff back. Um, and that's such a delicate, like, how do you, how do you talk about that? How, what would you say to someone who's just getting their feet wet with giving?
1: I'm telling them they're definitely going to miss the point if they're expecting things in return, but the power of giving, they will get things in return. They'll just receive it in less amounts, in less obvious ways, if they're unless they're giving freely without expecting things in return. It's a fine little line, but it's a, it's a, it's a true principle. The more you give, the more that you will get. Um, now, how well that can be tracked and how well it can benefit from you. Uh, you know, long term will definitely be your heart on how and why you're giving. And I'll go back to the roots back in back in the day when I first started to appreciate the power of tithing, you know, personally, from a spiritual perspective, the times that we struggled the most and didn't want to tithe, we st- kept on struggling. The times that we were struggling the most and decided to go ahead and bite the bullet and tithe, we ended up re- recovering really quick or having, you know, found the money come our way all the time. So it was really Easy to understand the power of the more you give, the more that you will receive. Um, So, bringing it into the business mindset again, sometimes it's a challenge to try to do it selflessly, but you've got to keep thinking about others uh, and keep trying to serve others in ways that they need. And it doesn't always have to be actual money. Like like I said, we didn't have a whole lot of money to give Habitat in the early days. We gave other things. Same thing with uh, fellow entrepreneurs who may still just be getting started. Let's say you don't have any money to give yet, but you can give of your time. You can give of your of your talent. Uh, you can, uh, heck, even in the family unit, you can give of your time by putting your phone down at the dinner table or spending some time with your kids. All those ways that you can give to others will come back to you as well. And if you just keep incorporating that into your business life, you'll see a, a definite reward on the business side.
0: So I, I love this. And I know you have five convictions about giving. And I do want to get into those where you touch on some of that. I, I want to highlight though, you know this this is something i experience a lot so i've got a lot of people who've been putting other people before themselves for a long time and so they, they they're because from what i've seen is i've seen different kinds of giving like i i had one client who actively built the businesses of every other client in my mastermind <laughs>
1: like she Oh,
0: wow. like okay how do i help you build your business and yeah how do you think her business is doing pretty good right
1: oh she's probably <laughs> she's ruling like I mean, she's probably doing amazing
0: in a competitive industry and so yeah. it was all about um that but i do but she was already kind of pretty secure Uh, And she was just very secure in her business and her achievements and was just doing something new. And I help when someone is doing something new. So that's why she was there. But other people start with me because they feel like they've been, they've been putting everyone else first. And I don't feel that's necessarily giving, right? So I think that there can be a confusion about that being given because they're like, oh my gosh, I put the needs of my family first and I kept this job even though it was soul crushing. And I... Um, you know, I got the kids through university, which was expensive, and I got, you know, and then they come to me to create their legacy businesses, right? They're like, okay, this is what I want to leave behind on the planet businesses. And there can be a little time where they sort of need to look after self, but they can still get. Can you talk a little bit about like that delicacy between do you have thoughts on the those differences?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it really is, um, as you kind of alluded to, it's not all about giving themselves or giving um, or taking less so that they can give things to others. It's about an abundance mindset so that the more that they spend time serving others or actually in simply as simple as tithing in your church, you'll start to see, uh, you know, a big difference come back to you. But from a from a business mindset, mindset you're right, it's not necessarily about, you know, Lowering your prices as a form of giving, that's not gonna work or, or um, uh, wasting your time with people that are asking you know, 10 billion questions or trying to um, get everything from you for free. There's a fine line of being able to give them what they need to help them down their path, but still retaining the value of the services that you offer. But it's quite all right to encourage them, point them in the right direction, help them solve you know, their, their immediate you know, how and what and why kind of scenarios. Still, without taking anything from your pocket, so it's a bigger picture kind of thing. Um, so, whenever you're feeling like the world's coming down on you, if you've given of yourself all, all that you possibly could, you know, stop and, and sit back and realize that's that's not quite the same. So, you still need to give, and you still need to give to, to want to serve others and not feel like it's an obligation. There's a big difference between feeling obligated to give, or even if the obligation is yourself putting that obligation on yourself or actually just freely given to others to help serve them and help them down their path, that's when it'll come back to you.
0: Yeah, that's really beautifully said. And I I hope that, you know, listener, if, if you are in that spot where you just feel like you've given so much, there's nothing left, you know, you definitely want to strengthen yourself, but what can you give? And I think that I do, you know, David does speak really well to remember, it's not just money, right? It's not just money. It can be, it can be different things or it can be money. Maybe you're done with giving your time and right now it's money. That's no way easier thing to give or connections. I think a really great thing to give people are introductions and connections. I think that is so, so powerful in today's world. Just listening, Listening, I can't tell you how many people say thank you to me because they feel so heard and they feel like I can, I really drop in with them. I get a lot of thank yous just for that. That's a gift sometimes. Yeah,
1: it really is. It really is. It's a learned gift, but it is giving of others your time time and, and listening to them. Absolutely. And
0: attention. So yeah, there's a lot of different, even just being, I think at one point, David, you mentioned being present And I think that even being present at the dinner table, right? You mentioned maybe just putting that phone down, like if you're going to be where your feet are, right? So there's lots of different layers. And that sort of brings me to your five convictions about giving. Um, So let's start with the first one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Giving begins with you. What can you share with uh, listeners about that?
1: It's about being an example and being the first one to realize that giving needs to be a part of your strategy for life. And I would say, go back to the, the, the personal self. Where can you give uh, in in what you have from, uh, and I, again, I'm going to always go back to the biblical side. So where can you give from a biblical perspective, making sure you're obedient and tithing back to what God's given us on a, on a weekly or monthly or annual basis. Uh, start there and then be an example for the family. The more that your family sees you give, the more they'll buy in, and the more they'll start doing it. That's how I started giving in the first place, because my father and older brother became great examples of it, even during tough times. And then, from a from a business perspective, you as a the leader of your business, if you kind of give back within your your staff and those around you, will start to buy into that concept, may even change their their world as they start to give back in different ways, whether it's to given you know, that extra time to the company or given that extra time to the family or being able to financially support something that uh, is important to them. Or from a corporate perspective, like the, the our staff, our young ladies you know, every year would build a house with Habitat. They would give their time, their energy and effort to that because they bought into it because they saw the leadership having that same concept and understanding the benefit of it. And then also you can start seeing the rewards of the giving part, but it all starts with just you making a decision that I'm going to Just like I teach in performance-driven thinking, the precursor to this book, it's a mindset. You're either going to give or you're not going to give. You decide every day and you need to decide to perform well in your aspects of giving. And it can lead others to do it as well. But also, again, like I said, begins with just you.
0: Beautiful. Uh, It does. It just begins with you. I had a similar experience to you and your wife when you were younger. I, in my 40s, lost everything after I had been quite successful. Then I had a car accident and it was pretty serious. I had 18 months of rehab and my big stockpile of money and life, you know, just like went to pay the medical debt. And then I wasn't earning and I had built a life that was expensive to maintain. And so it was just, it all went down. And when I came out of that I definitely felt like I can't give, I have not, you know, I have nothing. And then of course I still have my health and, you know, that was not true. Um, But (laughs) I felt that. And, (laughs) And then I, I had always given before that date substantially actually in my first business, which was internationally renowned restaurant. And we gave, so, so much. I was a big, I was organized uh, giver of the food bank because I did grow up hungry at times, So I cared about that. Um, but we gave to so many different yeah. things as well. And like, we had a whole giving like policy, like we had like a budget every month we met every month to assign our giving, like, and then of course I stop. And of course my success goes, <laughs> and I don't make the link. I, I don't make the connection <laughs> Then i was actually really struggling in my new business it was really um up and down and then i just went you know what if i don't start now when am i going to start and of course i start getting <laughs> start going up. and the thing is i i wasn't doing it as a play i was just doing it because i was like i've taken too long of a break this doesn't feel good but yeah. i do want to say it does it does start with yeah. you um and that actually brings me to the second thing because I think this is where I'm, you know, going to take my pen out and take some notes. I'd really interested in hearing more about what you have to say about your uh, second conviction about giving. The most powerful giving is based in community, and I think this is my 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 growing edge. Can you talk to me a little bit about that?
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, this this could go on for for much longer than we have you know right now but it all starts at the family unit to community level you've got to serve um, yourself you've got to serve those around you and in your community to really have an impact let's say you've got a a father who is really dedicated to his work. He's giving all to his, uh, his, um, and this is common stories, by the way, if you give it all to your employer and you're on, you're traveling all the time and you're not giving back to your family, your family unit's going to start to crumble. Your kids are going to grow up without that leadership. And we see that, that a lot and they start making decisions they start getting disconnected or you end up starting to have you know marital problems all because you didn't take the time to to spend that time in the community so just like i kind of make the reference to a community with home home building and home ownership same thing you've got the the unit those homeowners that own those homes they take get better care of their yards and their neighbors start seeing that, you know, them taking care of, of their yards or to, you know, taking care of their, their own little community. It grows to the, the little larger community, which then grows to the larger community. Uh, but it begins at that uh, at, the, at the home level uh, and then can grow from there. Same thing from a business perspective, you take care of your, you do, you do well by taking care of your staff and taking care of the, the things that you're meant to be, like serving your clients. And then also giving back and giving back publicly, it all can, can build that community of trust and engagement with your staff, that trust and engagement with your, your audience, and the trust engagement with the media You know, as you grow your business. But it all starts with thinking it's about you and those that you can immediately have impact on, and then just grows up from there. I, I probably say it more eloquently in the book, but that's like the 10,000-foot view.
0: So if someone was just getting started and was wondering, well, how... What does community giving look like? Maybe they're in a pretty good place because, you know, these are, you know, these are listeners of the Thinking Vitamins podcast and we create what we think about, which is why I like the idea yeah, of Thinking Vitamins, thinking about good stuff so we can create it. You know, so we've got some pretty awesome people listening already. Now, but they're maybe doing their giving is very private. You know, it's very much like, oh, yeah, like I do lots locally or here or there. but Maybe people don't know. How do we go to that um, sort of broader, what, what does it look like? I know you've got the Habitat for Humanity, but what, is it, what does it look like on a broader scale for someone to say, oh, well, how would, how would my private giving go to community-based giving?
1: So it's definitely okay to be giving very privately, especially when you're looking at that tithing to your church, that, that that's really between you and God, but it's a, it's a mindset and your family does see that, but I would say you take it one step further to your, your business life or even beyond, you know, cause God will say he blesses us above and beyond when we give above and beyond his ask of the tithe. But when you start looking at the, the ways that they could look at serving or giving in a more non-private way, it could be just as simply as um, serving on a, on a local board, or volunteering, you know, at the school, or volunteering at the church, or establishing some sort of community activity, you know, a neighborhood jazz—not jazz, but I don't know, neighborhood, you know, party. <laughs> I don't not even I don't not even listen to jazz. I don't know, what <laughs> but you know, just you know, I don't know, just starting small and just kind of growing into it. But it could start literally from you know some. Easy little aspects of giving of, of time. It could be of giving of, of money to some smaller organizations. You know, filling up the cabinets at the uh, the food bank could be certainly something simple. But just just start, and you'll see that um, if you tweet about it every now and then, or you take a photo, um, make sure it's only a little bit, not your entire you know your entire feed about you giving. You know, every now and then we'll snap our our shot of us giving a giant check to Habitat. You know, those things like that are fun. But uh, that's how you start to do the the public aspect of it without being um, uh, self-righteous, but just being an example of other leaders or uh, even your family or other members in the community by just starting small. And you can bring that into the business side. Now for a global business like Morgan James, we have to pick a global. I recommended that we picked a, you know, a global organization that could be familiar, but you could do start local and grow into the, the big Oh, first.
0: Su- Super helpful, David. I think that that's, that's great advice. And it's so actionable. I think you can get, just get started right away. And yeah. And I just, it's that feel good. Cause I do, you know, when, when I get, I just think of, I just gave probably last week, I guess. And I didn't, it didn't occur to me to, sh- to share it, but yet how will people know? How will I set an example? If I don't share it, Right. How are they supposed to just like know yeah. in their heads what's happening? Because I can tend to be as much as I'm public with teaching, I can tend to be private about my personal affairs. And I give personally. And I do give from the business. Yeah. I do give both. Um, but I, I I do often mm. just go, oh, well, people don't need to hear this. So that's that's helpful. <laughs>
1: So if you're uncomfortable with that it is you do want to break that a little bit because again it's not all about you but it's about being an example yeah. to to help others learn the power of giving and that giving is necessary so start small there too so as you're giving that gift to whatever you know, bring a staffer with you, bring a family member with you, let them be a part of the, of the giving aspect, uh, or maybe make it a small little, Hey, our office is doing this, you know, our, our, our staff is doing this and just kind of grow a little bit, including a few other people and then let them share it for you. And then you'll still be a little more comfortable about sharing your giving, because remember, the more you give, the more that you receive, of course, but also look at the blessings that you're given to those that you're, that are actually receiving your gift. That's really what you want to focus on, so so don't focus on hey I'm giving. Focus on hey I'm having yeah, an impact. Yeah, because
0: I think that that I I personally think the energetics of giving and and waiting, I don't think that's a true gift. So I have a lot of thoughts about what what is giving and giving is is no strings attached, right. So no, it's exactly. not really giving if there's yeah. strings attached. And so that that can be hard for yeah. someone just getting started or who's kind of not kind of like who feels like, oh, I need help. Yeah. This this could be a really powerful way to get that help. So, and if you're already giving, what I like about our conversation exactly. so far, David, is that if someone's just getting started with it, like I know I, I had done it and then I had had a break after a crisis in my life and then I started again. So I know that I've been in many situations and now- that visibility, and I have a master's in leadership, and a big thing I do is teach leadership skills to entrepreneurs. So they're specific, and so so I'm uh, I'm getting the message loud and clear. Noted. That even if that feels like a <laughs> private thing for me, that I'm to share what I'm doing more often, more publicly, actually does matter. Because of course, like I literally create yeah. role models for a living. That needs to be something I do. So I'm okay. See audience, I'm learning right here, right now, in front of you. <laughs> The podcast <laughs> about getting a little less private with some of my yeah, stuff. Um Giving impacts every area. I know you've sort of loosely been talking about this, but we promised the five convictions about giving. So giving impacts every area of your life. What could you, what could you, you've already shared a little, but what could you share about that? Uh,
1: as far as, as the, the giving from, from impact, life, yeah. impact.
0: Um, or every area of your life.
1: So every, every so, so from a, every area of your life could be, uh, we'll start with with personal in your in your family life, making sure that you're earning enough money to pay the bills, that you're having enough uh, excess to be able to provide for your family, and that all starts by giving from a very personal level, uh, as God instructed to us to tithe. Then, from a business perspective, you know giving. Uh, not only opens up doors and opportunity from a business perspective of, of new additional clients. Remember, I said ninety percent of those consumers self consciously would prefer to do business with you because they see some level of uh, or aspect of giving in in your life, and then from a, um, a legacy perspective, uh, you can give from a legacy perspective as well as that people who who come after you realize the change that you made. So a lot of entrepreneurs who you know do really well at giving in life will leave a life insurance policy for their favorite charity for when they die to give in legacy or, or create a, um, a scholarship fund for the cause that they care most about or the, the community that they care most about either in life or in, in depth as well as, as just a couple of examples
0: Beautiful.
1: some of the most successful universities on the planet were all funded by legacy giving for for those that uh, you can reward after you've passed on,
0: absolutely, yeah. I I know uh, I am definitely connected through uh, university life and culture, and those types of gifts are very meaningful. Very, very meaningful. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Um, conviction number four, David. Most people want to give, but don't know why or how. I know we've touched on a lot of things. So, Look. <laughs> one thing that i might say is that you mentioned tithing a lot and i know that my audience is more likely to be spiritual than religious specifically i personally think it's a very healthy right. part of us i think is an essential part of a spiritual practice um because of course is you know the concept yeah. of we to me what is very true is that at the level of physical body, we may be separate, but uh, that, that that the mind, con- that consciousness, you know, they cannot locate scientifically consciousness in the body. They can't do it, right? And so that mind is, where we are, they can't do it. <laughs> so that is, mind is where we are connected. We are one. So giving to another is truly receiving yourself. Like even in the act of giving, you've received something. Um, I did yeah. want to just mention that, you know, yeah. I don't think you need to be religious or have a specific church. Or faith, uh, like David does, to embrace the idea of tithing. <laughs> so I think you can just embrace it because it feels exactly. good. <laughs> it feels really good to share.
1: <laughs> it's a good yeah. thing to do. But That's
0: most right. people want to give in Doha and don't right. require how. Is there anything from that conviction that you would add to what you've said already?
1: Yeah so just inherently we do like to give. It is so much there's so much joy in giving. There's a lot of joy in receiving too but there's just a, an extra feeling that we get you know when we give the christmas presents when we give the birthday presents we just we just inherently as humans love to give. The how part could always be really in any way. So we've we've touched briefly on it it could be of your time it could be of your of your talent. It could be just of uh, of your knowledge by you know serving on a board, like I said, or you know giving um, yeah, to to coach the little league or, or referee the you know the t-ball things like that are, are aspects of giving to to your community. But it could also be giving to. You know, financial organizations. You know, like Habitat for Humanity or like the food bank, which I love. One cool thing about the Habitat and the food bank is many of them across the country are working together. Where Habitat will build the house and the food bank will fill the, fill the fridge and the pantry. I mean, that's two for one. It's amazing. I know, right? Uh, so they could be giving something as simple, you know, as, as that. But it just starts with just doing the first thing that's above and beyond, that's not expected. Um, that can serve someone else, you know, and not just Christmas yeah. presents, of course. Um, that's really the easiest way to get started. Then it gets into your blood. And then you want to give more because you you know how, how powerful it felt, how much of a change agent that it becomes. It just gets in your blood after that. But you just got to start somewhere. So give something somewhere, even in small quantities. Again, it doesn't have to be cash, but give where you can and just continue Beautiful. to grow from there. Um,
0: there is a... Uh, coach, one of my coaches, Chris Winfield, talks about uh, hope, help one person every day. And really focuses on that. I love it. And it's just like, just help one person every day, and you will never have to worry about your business. And if you don't have a business, that's not the point. You'll you'll grow in your organization, in your community, wherever, wherever you are. You don't have to have a business to want to help one person every day. And it can become fun. It's like, who am I gonna to help today? Okay, so let's just get into the number five conviction. Uh, <laughs> giving is the best, the best way to leave a legacy. Now, David, I know you already mentioned. Uh, about, you know, giving to organizations uh, as part of the will, but in the book, you talk about another aspect of that.
1: Yeah. So, um, giving from a legacy perspective, isn't necessarily what we had just talked about, you know, giving after your death, it's also giving so that those around you can learn to give more. So it's the, it's the children, it's your children's children, children who learn to give more. It's your staff who watch your exam of giving selflessly. And even though we can see the return, it's them learning how to give and then them affecting their families. And and then sometimes some of those people will go off and spin off and create their own companies. And we want them to succeed and they'll give in those aspects and you will see changes in those areas. So just a little bit of giving that you can start to, to do publicly, selflessly and see the big reward, the real change that's happening. You know, people will will follow your lead. They'll see that example, and they'll change their lives. They'll change their family's lives. They'll change their clients' lives. It can just grow from there. So the legacy goes in into you know, overdrive the longer that you give, even while you're living. In fact, one cool book that we published, you know, back in 2008, was a book called "Do Your Giving While You're Living," and a lot of that was being public about the gifts that you're giving. Um, you know, having a a legacy of involvement with charitable organizations or outside agencies or aspects of giving so that your family can see it uh, and that your, your coworkers can see it and your bosses can see it and so forth and down all the way down the line. We've even seen where people can give to their UPS driver and change their families forever. As simple as just making that one time, you know, hopefully regular gift, but you know, the one time, hey, I notice you and I recognize what you're doing. And I thank you is a huge gift in and of itself that could change someone's life significantly.
0: Beautiful. I am really inspired by this episode, David. I I have to think, I know back when I was choosing, you know, my publisher, it's a stressful time in an author's life <laughs> to, to figure out, you know, who are you yes. going to work with? And... And that was deeply meaningful because I have, uh, I do have friends who are committed to that very good organization. And I can't say that it was explicitly a reason, but as I think back, I was checking you out. I was checking you out. And deciding if I wanted to work with you. Yeah. And deciding if that if the energetics felt like a match for me and it would, you know, be a good organization to be aligned with. And so I'm sure I loved that. Right? Like I'm sure I loved it that and went,
1: Because I was my
0: family lost. We lost our family home, but like that's another organization that I I actually do feel a lot about about um having people having homes. So I do want to say, well, thank you for doing that. So that that helped energetically pull me in your direction. I really <laughs> appreciate that. Now, I know, thank you very much for today.
1: That's Before right, we even wrap if wrap up, subconscious. Up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but one cool thing I want to say about you, Jill, one cool thing I want to say about you, Miss Jill, though, is I don't know if I say this publicly enough, but 80% of our decision of a publisher is the author. You know, who are they? what are they doing and why and we got really excited about the things that you're doing the lives that you're changing so we couldn't we couldn't not say yes you know for for wanting to publish a book and it's a privilege to work with you on it i can't wait to see all the lives you're changing with what you're doing so it's an honor and you're giving back so many different ways you don't even realize it
0: it is important to me i do feel very i feel like i live a life of service um and it brings me great joy to do that and i have really touched by your words. They mean a lot. Um, now, this is the Thinking Vitamins podcast. I do have a wild card question for you. This is the Thinking Vitamins podcast.
1: Okay. And,
0: you know, we know that what we think we create. And so I really wanted to have a podcast that helped people think like, and so one of the things I, you know, we create abundance. And people have very different views on what abundance is. I know I have my internal view of what abundance <laughs> is, that I share on the opening of the podcast. But I would love to hear to you what does it mean to you personally to live an abundant life.
1: Oh, that one's really easy for me to live an abundant life means that I've got uh, enough to be able to give and to serve to others, but enough to support the family and the needs that they that they have. Enough health to enjoy the life that I'm trying to create. And enough people around me to share that abundant love with and receive from as well. I
0: love that because I think that is what abundance—that I think you've really captured abundance. It's about having that to share with our community as well. It's so beautiful. Well, thank you very much for joining. We're not done. You have a gift. You, I know you have a gift, and you have a well. You're a giver, so you have a generous gift. Yeah, I know we will have the links in the show notes, so (laughs) listeners, please, you can get the links in the show notes. But David, please do tell listeners what you have uh, for them.
1: Well, I am so grateful for this conversation, Jill. And yes, there is a book called Performance Driven Giving. And yes, I want to sell thousands upon millions of copies, but I can do that best if I do something as simple as this. I'd love to give you a copy of the ebook and even the audio version, if you like the audio, for free, just for listening in. Because I know that readers will beget more readers that will beget more readers for us. But what I'm thinking about is if I can help breed, you know, a, a nation of givers, it can really impact the world in a positive way. So go to performance driven gift.com. That's performance-driven gift.com. You can download the ebook to your favorite device, and you can even listen to the audio if you prefer. But I have an ask. Promise me this. Well, one, no obligation to read it, of course. But if you do, tell all your friends. But if you don't like it, we never had this conversation.
0: (laughs) That is hilarious. I love it. Oh, my gosh, David. What a great way to wrap up today. Awesome. Thank you for sharing your ideas. I think you have um, given me some personally. I definitely see an opportunity to be more visible in what I'm doing and I'm going to be. So I appreciate uh, I appreciate you sharing all of this so openly with us today and for also being my publisher and making my book look pretty. And uh, I I'm grateful for all of it.
1: As am I. Thank you so much, Jill. Have an amazing day. And thank you for listening, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Thinking Vitamins podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, comment, follow, and come to thinkingvitamins.com where you can sign up to get our newsletter and additional free training.
1: Thinking Vitamins with Jill McCain